despite the fact that most parents and pediatricians consider acetaminophen, you know, Tylenol, a totally safe drug. There has been a growing course of concern about this drug among researchers for many years. In today's podcast, I'm going to break those concerns down and give you some up-to-date knowledge on this subject. So stay tuned. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Acetaminophen has been around for a long time, first being synthesized in the 1800s by various chemists. But it stayed on the shelves and was not used for medical purposes. It was just an interesting organic compound back then. But then, in the 1950s, came Robert McNeil, an American chemist who made acetaminophen into a liquid form and marketed it as a fever-reducer pain medicine for coining the name Tylenol Elixir, originally a prescription medication and later becoming over-the-counter. McNeil's company was bought by Johnson & Johnson and brilliantly marketed, becoming the standard for pain and fever reduction for decades in both children and adults. When I trained, the only concern we had about Tylenol was overdose, little Johnny taking too much. With this concern in mind, the FDA limited bottle sizes and doctors like myself thought that Tylenol was flat out safe. Obstetricians even recommended it for pregnant and lactating moms and pediatricians gave it to very small infants, even premature infants. If that doesn't speak to confidence of safety, I don't know what does. But Tylenol had a darker side to its story. It was commonly being used as a suicide agent, particularly in England in the 1990s. Just like with accidental overdoses, bottle sizes were again limited in size, and this helped reduce the number of overdoses. Experts thought again, problem solved, but not so fast. Next came concerns in 2008 that Tylenol use in children was increasing the rate of allergy and asthma that was occurring at the time. Multiple studies showed mixed results about this potential side effect, but this concern still exists today. Then in 2016, it was found that antipyretics like Tylenol that are commonly given before and after childhood vaccines are actually blunting the child's immune response to the vaccine, sometimes to the point that the vaccine ineffective. Oh no, say it ain't so. And now the latest blow to Tylenol's reputation as safe. A report in JAMA Psychiatry has found association between late pregnancy use of Tylenol and baby's chances of developing autism or ADHD. Now, my very savvy Doxmo listeners will know that associations don't necessarily mean causation, but this study is worrisome nonetheless and will get a lot more attention before this issue is put to bed. So what are parents to make of all this, and how does this information help your parenting? 
I believe there are many valuable lessons that the Tylenol Saga can teach us and that you can transcribe to other health decisions you will be making as your children grow. First, with health issues in humans, it is very difficult to prove causation since there are so many variables. Proof that Tylenol is harmful, except in cases of overdose or drug interactions, is just not there yet and, in fact, may not exist. Time will tell us. But like with all therapies, caution is the word of the day. Second, just because a drug is safe in some situations doesn't mean it is safe in all situations. Older children may get all benefit from drugs like acetaminophen, but babies before birth and infancy may have unique sensitivities due to their rapid growth and development. Safe for one use, but possibly unsafe for another. Third, medications by design change your children to get the effects that they are designed to get. But while doing so, they often have unintended consequences. We call these side effects in the biz. All drugs have them, and before using any medication, the risk of side effects needs to be assessed, uncolored by the marketing hype of the manufacturer or the enthusiasm of the prescriber. Fourth, Drug companies are very adept at accentuating the positive and minimizing the negatives of medications. Part of the mission of a pharmaceutical company is to market their drugs and create a positive impression of their medication in those that may want to use them, and, I might add, to those physicians that may want to prescribe them. And I'm here to tell you that they are very, very good at marketing their products, which I believe distorts the way we as consumers see these products. That's not to say that medications are useless, but rather benefits and risks need to be objectively assessed. Fifth, since medication alter your child's metabolism and physiology, even briefly, unless they are being used to ameliorate a significant health problem, all medications should be avoided, especially in and since medications seem to have their most potent negative effects during periods of rapid bodily change, they should be especially avoided during pregnancy and your child's baby's infancy. And finally, there are situations when acetaminophen can and should be used, in my opinion, like if your child has a severe pain from a broken bone or after a surgical procedure, or suffers from very high fever and is extremely uncomfortable, you, along with the help of your child's pediatrician, will need to think all that through and individualize the medicine's need based on the situation. Afraid, however, the days of giving Johnny or Janie Tylenol tonight and I'll see you in the morning are gone, along with alcohol baths for fever, syrup of Ipecac for poisoning, and codeine for coughs. We evolve. Well, that's it for this installment of Portable Practical Pediatrics. If you think the information presented here is valuable, do me a few favors. Hit the like button where you get your podcasts. Tell a friend or relative about our podcast. And by all means, subscribe at my blog at www.docsmo.com. By doing so, I promise I will make you one of the best informed parents in the room. This is Doc Smo, broadcasting from Studio 1E, 
reminding you that before you reach for that med, pause. Remember what we just said. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.